This is a presentation of Man Breed. Man Breed. Hello and welcome to Man Breed Live, where we believe that to understand a man is to acknowledge all men. We got a full house today and a very special guest who I'll let Orlando introduce. But before I toss it around uh, to Orlando, I want to holler at the therapist in the room, the doctor himself, Dr. Thurman Webb. How are you doing today? Hey, man, I'm doing well today. I appreciate you bringing me in, right? I'm really excited about today's topic. You know, without further ado, like you said, we're going to let Orlando kick off our guest. I'm excited to hear his perspective. I know he's going to keep us laughing. So let's roll with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank Dr. Webb. Appreciate it. And glad to be here on this episode of Man Breed, because like I said, it definitely is going to be one that uh, one of those feedback topics that that was asked about. And so we want to bring this to the forefront. And I had to bring on a friend of mine who's well known uh, in the many circles in entertainment, a comedian extraordinaire. You might have seen him on The View as well as America's Got Talent, and all across the country, man, he's well known, and so glad to have him in on Man Breed, the one and only comedian, Bone Hampton. Welcome to the show, sir. Man, right, thank you, right. thank you, man. Good to be here with y'all, man. Appreciate you having me on as a guest. Absolutely, no absolutely. No doubt. We appreciate you hanging out with us today, because we're talking about a very interesting, and yet still in 2020, sometimes controversial topic, uh, and that is interracial relationships. And uh, all of us, I say, were over at least 35. I don't know, Orlando may be a little younger than that, but uh, we've seen that change <laughs> over the years, right? You know, the perception of interracial relationships. Uh, I remember when I was a young cat, growing up in Mississippi, we had different proms. We had the white prom and the black prom. We had the white Mr. Our High School and the black Mr. Our High School. Like, it was intentional, right, that we were wow. separated uh, in many ways. So uh, just coming from y'all's perspective, because y'all didn't grow up in the deep, deep country like I did in Mississippi, but how has interracial, <laughs> how have they changed over the years? Do we want to start out with our special guest, Orlando? Well, no, I guess we'll start off, I mean, because actually it's kind of the topic that has been broached. And one of the things that comes to mind is that, yes, uh, in, in the South, it definitely is a different connotation, especially when I was coming up, but it started to soften. And as we see now, you have more interracial children that was from relationships from our time. And now it seems to be a little bit more commonplace. But that even though it's more commonplace, there still seems to be some some frictions in certain segments of, uh, of our culture and our society. But specifically coming from black women, because that's where the derivative of this topic came from, is that it came from a question of why do black men choose to date outside their race, basically saying that there is uh, so many single black women, why are our black men going after women of other races? And so that's one of the things that brought up this topic. And, and like I said, I, you know, there's a lot of different possible explanations to it. I'm not saying there nothing is, is concrete, but wanted to bring some of those to the forefront. And, um, and specifically why we asked our guest to be on is simply because uh, he actually has an interracial child. And I think that getting his perspective will help us with some of the narrative of it as well, along with, as we see a lot of times in, in celebrities and in athletes and stuff like that, 
why that is so pervasive um, for black men so women can understand, especially women of color. And on the flip side, there's another instance that we're not having a female on this show, but we maybe bring it back in another episode of why some women date outside their race. So that's what this conversation is really going to be, you know, kind of digging into today. So we, for as long as we can go ahead and toss it to Bone, and then we're going up to Doc since you know he kind of like brought you in from that perspective. Uh, you know, you know, man, it's it's interesting, and you know, I got to make sure I put my disclaimer. I'm speaking for Bone Hampton. I don't need everybody out there talking. About, he don't speak for me. He don't say what I'm I'm talking for me, my experience. I'm telling you how I got here, how I ended up marrying a white girl. I'm telling you how I got there. Okay, talk to us. So. I didn't grow up in a, a black neighborhood. I grew up in a Latino neighborhood. So when I got to college, I wasn't doing things intentional black. Meaning like I grew up in a black church. So my God, my faith, my gospel was intentional black. I looked for black churches as I got older. Of uh, That's what I knew. That's what I was used to. But my everyday life, like we had, three black dudes on the football team. Yeah. Uh, all eight black dudes that went to my high school, we were the basketball team. And <laughs> I was the only bro on the baseball team. So my life, I, I didn't look for it. So when I went to college, I just lived, lived my college life as is. Playing football, the guys I played football with. It was some bros from Houston, from the wards. They was like, no, nah, dog, we do intentional Black, we ain't going to no party if it ain't a black party. We ain't joining no frat if it ain't a black frat. We ain't joining. So I'm like, cool. I didn't join a frat or sorority anyway, so it didn't matter. But I just went to whatever I was invited to, whatever I was available to. So what would happen was I spent more of my time with majority of white people. If that's who you spend the majority of your time with, that means you're going to have more options as women from yeah. that and right. i wasn't like oh i'm not going to date you because you white i was like all right i'll get to know you and right. so then you look up and it's like if you're not intentional about it if you don't already live in that space you have your biracial kid that's what's gonna happen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so as my entertainment career because <clears throat> i'm a mainstream dude I'm that crossover brother. I'm the non-threatening black dude. Yeah. So as they look in that earthquake or they look in that Corey Holcomb, they like, ah, let's go grab Bone. He, we, we think he, so now I'm on America's Got Talent instead of the best of Def Jam. So if I'm on America's Got Talent, what happens is my surroundings again, that's where they are. Now, it was some dudes that did America Got Talent. They're like, Bone, I'm not going over there. I'm going over here. I'm like, yeah, but the executives and the oh, network man. people, it's over there. And they're like, I don't care. I'm over here. And so that's kind of how I end up where I am. It's like, okay. But when it comes to men, this is what's funny. My friends, I need to be, I, I'm more intentional because I'm like, the white boy don't understand what I'm going through. Mm -hmm, gotcha. Gotcha. Orlando do, gotcha. Doctor you do, you mm -hmm. do, Rodney Perry do, Hank Denson, Marvin Hunt, Joey Wells, Kevin Hart. They know what I'm going through. So when I'm like, hey, this is blah, blah. But when it comes to dating, I ain't getting that deep yet. 
I'm like, hey, pretty girl, what's your name? Yeah. Hey, pretty girl, what's your name? Turn into, oh, we getting married. Gotcha. Mm. So, 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 Doc, I want you to chime in because I hear you, Bone. It's like, you know, your socialization brings about, you know, your atmosphere, who you meet, who you're mingling with, and why you do what you do. And that just is what it is on many levels. So, so Doc, we want you to chime in just in terms of, you know, not necessarily in terms of uh, what Bone has shared, but just in terms of in general, you know, your experience uh, as a man and, and your perception of how interracial relationships have grown or changed over yeah, you know, it, it's, uh, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about interracial relationships uh, from a historical context first, uh, because that sets the stage how people have, uh, you know, socially judged that space. And, you know, when we talk about interracial judgment, you know, it's not just about white America, it's about black America, too. Like, you know, there are rules that exist in black households just like there are rules that exist in white households. Come on now, come on. And, uh, you know, that that comes, you know, we could say that that goes back to, to 1958 when they were talking about Richard Loving. And uh, he was a white man who wanted to couple with a black lady by the name of Mildred, who he did marry in Washington, D.C. However, they moved to Virginia, where it was illegal for them to, to couple. Right. And that's what led to the court case uh, Loving versus Virginia. That you know, we could go back even before that. Right. Because while they it was frowned upon as far as interracial relations, what we know is spe specifically if we just look at Thomas Jefferson, is that he was a huge, you know, like he really loved this interracial interaction. However, he did not want to do that in public. And so, you know, we, we have to also be mindful of that, too. Now, if we fast forward back up to present day, uh, for, for us as black men to be involved with a white woman through the historical lens that I just talked about, um, our parents, you know, had a tendency. This is not an absolute statement, but our parents had a, a tendency to say that will bring on more trouble than yeah. you need. Yeah. And so that gave the white woman this negative viewpoint from 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 a safety standpoint not because she was necessarily white but because it brought on more trouble to you as a black man than you needed and the last thing she would want to do is to have an Emmett Till situation happen Absolutely. to her Absolutely. baby I don't think I know I'm not I haven't uh been in a 24-7 situation because I'm not white I only have the narrative of some white people who have let me in on the conversation. And theirs was strictly because you shouldn't be messing with somebody less than you uh, in a black man. Or I don't want you to bring that home. You know, we want to keep it white because white is right. Yeah. So, I mean, there are two different narratives there. Um, about, you know, then you get about 22% of athletes are married or dating white women. But if you let some black women tell it, it's 90% of them that's making money, they married to, to white women, right? Now, where does that false, that, that false narrative come from? Because we know that they take it and they run with it. And the thing is, like, like mm -hmm. Bone said, I'm in proximity to these women who are friendly. They want to get to know me. I want to get to know them. And that's where it starts. All right, cool. However, we know black women don't see it like that. They would, they would rather you be by yourself, Bone, before you talk to that white woman in some cases. Not all of them, but in some cases. 
But we do also statistics show, you know, that we see an uptick in black women who are starting to talk to white men. Now, the question is, how do the brothers feel about that also, right? So there are a lot of branches on this tree we need to explore. Absolutely. So, Bone, I'm curious, and Orlando, you can chime in too. Some of the things Doc mentioned in terms of historically and how things play out uh, when you're in an interracial relationship, did you, have you faced some of those challenges of like, you know, whether it be sisters or just people in general, or even in the white community, like, you know, coming at you all a certain kind of way? And if so, how do you, how do you deal with that or buffer yourself from that so that it doesn't impact the relationship? That's the most important part of it. You know, the interesting thing about um, <clears throat> my situation and, and me is the black women that I'm close to, they know why. They like, yeah. I, I know why you keep ending up with a white girl. Cause see, I tried to tell my girlfriend about you and she thought you was corny. Yeah. And so see, here's the thing. I know me and I know I'm a nerd. So I'm looking for nerds. Most yeah. nerds live in suburbs. <laughs> white people live in suburbs. So I'm looking for nerds and nerds ain't looking for, so I went to a magnet high school and it was a, a engineering program. It was at Dunbar, which is the, uh, the the blackest high school in Fort Worth. So it's all black girls in this magnet. We all nerds. I dated black girls galore, had friends. <laughs> it was great. So I'm like, where are these nerds at? I don't know where to find them. So I end up. And for me, I'm usually, I can catch it when it's going to be a problem, whenever me, if I'm, if I'm out with a white girl or she want me to meet her family or something like that, I usually can catch it and know this probably going to be more. This is what my mama was talking about, mm-hmm. and I ain't going to go through this. Yeah. And, you know, the woman I married, I married her. That's a whole nother conversation of why I was willing to go through whatever I went through for her. But in general, like you're saying, yeah, it's still – I do a lot of white churches, and they cool – Till I date their daughter. Then it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We didn't mind you making a laugh. We didn't know you made a laugh that much. <laughs> you know, it turns into like, uh, do, do, do Bone think I'm I'm funny? Uh, 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 this is a saying I used to have. It's like, do you think I'm I'm just funny or come tickle me funny? We don't want Bone to be come tickle me funny. Right. We want yeah. Bone to just be funny. Yeah. And so from my experience today versus my experience 15 years ago, because before you get married, you're willing to go through anything for love. And then after you realize what it looks like, you get a little bit more material. Like, you know what? If your mom and daddy don't like me, I'm gonna shake your hand and say goodbye, even Mm. if you're black. Mm. So I still try to apply the same rules, but the difference is today is like when I was in high school, you couldn't just call a white girl with your regular voice. You had to put something on it. She'd be like, hello, may I speak with Christy? And the daddy'd be like, hey, it's that black dude trying to sound white again, but we good. You know, now they you just call him up. Right. You know, it's K there. And so it's not so much, I don't even know if it's so much more accepted or the people that was able to really act a fool about it back in the day know they can't get away with acting a fool about it. Mm, that's a, that's a good yeah. public. That's a good point. Uh, you know, uh, Bone, you mentioned kind of being like the weird or the nerdy guy and, you know, like, you know, the suburbs and the white girls probably being more attracted to that. And I've heard people talk about Childish Gambino and different brothers who've been successful. Maybe the sister 
at least in his perception, maybe yours too, weren't checking for them for real uh, until they married, like outside of the race. Orlando, does that does that have something to do with the like breeds of guys or certain breeds like more likely to like let's say not just uh, just date white women, just outside of you know black women if it's a black man. Yeah, I, I think it's it's kind of general when it comes to preferences for breeds because I think that generally we can say right now that love for the most part is colorblind, right? But companionship, companionship still can have some cultural uh, numbness. And that's Mm -hmm. where it comes into where that whatever, as Bone talked about the environment, if they are more options in where they are, then that's what what they're going to go to. However, you do have a disposition for some men that may go after the uh, opposite race or or some other races uh, for maybe even lustful reasons, meaning that, like, and I'm I'm speaking for a lot of dudes I know, I had some cousins that truly, like, they were exposed to porn at an early age, and all the porn stars were white. So they believe that the white girls did what they, you know, did that, and the black girls didn't, so that's what they were going after. You know what I mean? That seemed to be what they wanted to explore, and then once they found that that was good for them, they kept going at it. But we just see, like I said, as far as in the breeze, though, and we'll get to this part of the conversation, uh, that there is a certain segment of creatives and and, um, competitives that seem to lean a little bit more that way for different reasons. And we'll get to some notables, especially like when we get to the questions from some black women, like when you see successful black men like Michael Jordan, Eddie Murphy, who have been married to black women in the past, but now they are uh, involved with white women. And that is a specific reason. And like I said, got theories on that, but it, it still comes down to some other things that why certain breeds may say, okay, I book heads with a lot of black women, or this is their primary dominant attitude. So I'd rather not have that friction. I'm, I'm going to go to another race. What about this whole idea where uh, you hear some men say, uh, you know, I only date uh, white women and I'm a black male or I'm a black male and I don't date black women. I only date women who are not black. Uh, Doc, I guess I would toss this at you being a therapist. Uh, what, 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 what do you see that being rooted in? You know, it could be rooted in a, a host of issues, to be honest with you. Uh, and I, I, I've encountered brothers who have said that. I, I only date white women or I, I will not date a black girl ever again for whatever reason. Uh, but what I generally tell those individuals, I say, okay, but why? Why? Now, your why does not have to be explained to me. But you need to at least be able to t- explain to yourself why that's no longer an option. And what you find is like, from my experience, a lot of guys haven't had that conversation with themselves. So they can't really tell you why they just say that's what it is. And that's what makes it problematic, especially when you hear uh, black men saying that they don't want to date black women, but they came from a black woman. Right. So they have this much uh, uh, animosity towards a black woman when they came from a black woman, but they really don't know where that came from. So that's like where some deep rooted issues like you need to address that again, not so that others can judge you, but you need to be able to explain it to yourself. Why that's your preference. Right. That is your preference. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that you've made that that choice freely. 
if you haven't dealt with the issues that have caused you to have an adverse uh, eye to the thing that, that birthed you. Now, there are also brothers who only want to date exotics. That would be part of that breed thing Orlando was talking about. Like, I don't want no straight black girl. I don't want no straight black woman. I, I need something that's mixed with something, right? And that's their idea of beauty. Like, it's got to be mixed. You got to be Jamaican and Asian or Puerto Rican and, you know, Russian, you know, like, and I know guys like that as well, right? But again, that's their preference. Why, what are the things that are informing you that that's your preference? And then again, you have another breed who simply, they just want white women because they think white is right. And they, they feel like I, I can attach my success if I carry this white woman in here, like they're going to accept me. All right, that's again, no judgment, but you need to be able to explain that to yourself, right? Why can't you walk in the room with any other type of woman? Why you feel like she's got to be white in order for you to be successful? Because then you're saying your, your success is not attached to you, it's attached to her. That's a much bigger problem. You know, so it, it just could, it's just all about how how you're informing the decisions that you're making. And like Orlando alluded to, different breeds inform themselves differently about the choices that they're about to make when it comes to women. You know, you do have some of those athletes who, like, like Bone said, they've only dated white women because they've only been in the circle where white women were available. Or they've only had white women who actually approached them. And so now they, they, they just, that's what they prefer. And there's a host of reasons. There's no blanket statement. But that's what gets us in trouble when we talk about those those myths with black women making statements that are that are not necessarily true, like, you know, successful black men only want a white woman. That's not true, right? Because this is an individual situation and you don't know the experiences that preceded them making that decision. So, you know, don't cast that on every black man. Yeah, and it also kind of piggybacking on what you were saying, Doc, uh, because you kind of talked about not just black men dating white women, but dating women of other races in general. And Vaughn, I guess I'm going to toss it back to you. Uh, do you feel like maybe there's more scrutiny on you for dating a white woman as opposed to if, like, let's say you're dating a Native American woman or Asian woman or just some, a woman that wasn't white, or do you not even get the scrutiny at all because of the buffer, you know, the world in which you live and entertain? Well, I get, <clears throat> I get top shelf scrutiny. <laughs> black women believe I'm a good black man. Yeah. Correct. And, and, Correct. And, I take, and I, I'll take that L. They look at me, they're like, Bone, you a good dude. Why you got to give yourself to them? And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna take the L. Like yeah. you, you, you right. I'm not necessarily happy with the situation, but I wish your old friend Trina would have hollered at me when I was trying to holler. I tried to holler at five women that night. Okay, four of them white. <laughs> Trina was there. Trina didn't give me no play, so I moved on to Brittany, and Brittany said she want to come to my show at Zayn. That's what happened. So Brittany came to the show. We went to go get some prison chicken. <laughs> so you mad at me, but Trina didn't want to holler. Yeah. Well, maybe it was yeah. the way you approached her. I know I approached her like a nerd. I'm a nerd. That's what I do. Yeah. My approach ain't dope. My follow through is, but my approach is horrible. I yeah. need you to get past that. <laughs> Brittany got past it. So now, <laughs> now, there's a couple of things y'all said that I want. I, I didn't know we could go there, but Orlando went there. So I'm like, good, let's go here. 
So, me like other teenage boys, I got introduced, my sexuality got introduced to me from porn. Okay? Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that, I didn't even know it was black porn until I was about 25. So, <laughs> all my sexuality, white girl, I didn't even, I couldn't even picture what a black girl even looked like topless, much less naked. So, yeah. as I'm driving my hormones of like, this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for Britney from the porn. So yeah. that was the first thing that had me just in a different mm -hmm. place. Then mm -hmm. I go to college, two live crew come through. Uncle Luke basically tell me, hey, Bo, I need you to appreciate what's going on with black women. He made videos. I call them um, Christian porn videos because they still got their clothes on. <laughs> but they showing some stuff. They moving something. Right. And I remember telling a couple of black girls, I'm like, this is the best thing that's going to happen for black men that's dating white girls. Because we now get to see black women in that immature, young, hormone prison of physicality. But mm -hmm. y'all don't like it because y'all think Uncle Luke is objecting women. Okay, I'm not going to argue with you about that. But I'm telling you, Uncle Luke got me calling Trina back and saying, hey, I know you didn't want to holler in, <laughs> but I just saw a video, I think I want to holler now. Nah, yeah. So that's one thing. The other thing, I saw Jerry Maguire when it first came out. And I don't know if y'all remember the scene, Regina King went at Cuba when they tried to give him that small contract. And she went off, we ain't taking that contract, blah, blah, blah. My immaturity made me look at Regina King and say, that's what I don't want to deal with. All mm. that right there. Told the black girls I was friends with, that's what I don't want to deal with. They all just looked at me and said, you don't get it. They wouldn't even argue with me about it. Yeah. Fast forward a few years, now they, they like, boom. We get so mad when a white man try to undervalue you. We ain't got time to try to make you feel good. We trying to get you out of that. Regina King was so mad that that man was trying to undervalue him. She did what she needed to do to get him to understand his value. Mm. I was like, well, I'm sensitive. So that just would have made me cry. Okay? You talk to me like that. And, and it, it really began to make me understand things that I hear some other bros that don't they, don't, don't they black girls be like, you know, because I don't want that and I'm like, yeah, but you missing. That's her showing you how much she love you. Mm. So that's where I'm like, I ain't gonna never be that dude on day black women. Right. Because I understand that's the way my mama talked to me. Right. When she trying to make sure I don't go to jail. Yeah. When my, when my mama ain't got time to be trying to make me feel good, she's like, you going what? You not going with blah, blah. And I understand, cause she like, I have to do what I have to do to make sure you don't put yourself in a bad situation. There you that's go. That's good, man. That's real good. Because uh, Orlando, you know, what I hear a lot of times, you know, is that, you know, we, we find ourselves in situations where, you know, uh, we may not be able to translate what women are really expressing, right? You know, of course, our audience is about, a lot of times, women understanding how men think. And sometimes mm -hmm. the challenge is us not processing what they're doing correctly. Uh, what would you say to, uh, to a sister, you know, because, again, a, lo a lot of our audience is a sister uh, who kind of gets some insight right right now on why, let's say, Bone or a lot of brothers who date 
outside of the race, not necessarily exclusively, but they find a woman who understands them outside of it. What would you say to them uh, just in terms of like grappling with what they're hearing and how it might impact their paradigm, if that makes sense? Yeah, I got you. Well, I, I'm, I'm still, because staying on topic a little bit, I, I want to make sure that it, even though, because I married a black woman, that's what I saw and everything like that, but I wasn't exclusively non-attracted to any white women, you know, even as I was coming up or whatever, I thought I could find beauty within, you know, and beauty on the exterior. I mean, but at the end of the day, I was mostly culturally more ready for a black woman and thing like that. But like I said, I knew so many guys that dated white women, dated outside their race. And as I became more, got older, got more mature and everything like that, started to get a little bit more understanding of it. One of the things that kept coming back over and over, and Bone kind of alluded to it a little bit when he talked about the story and Jerry Maguire, but the submissive piece seems to be one of the key triggers that seems to plague for some black women or having some type of conflict with certain men. And I go back to Breeze. And I mentioned earlier about like competitive Breeze. Competitive Breeze typically like to have a woman who is a little bit more submissive in the, for the most part, simply because if, if she's an alpha and most competitors are alphas, that's going to be a conflict in and of itself. And so when you talk about certain levels of success, that usually translates that your woman would be a little bit more secure in herself as well. And when I hear stories of certain guys, when they say like, man, I, I'm, not, I'm probably going to be chilling out dating a, a black woman, I'm going to try Hispanic or Latino or, or white or whatever. It's usually because they probably had a lot of conflicts in their previous relationships with their with their woman. And they just seem because that's how black women are. And it becomes a blanket statement. And then they just want to try to see what the other race is, is dealing with. Uh, I remember a story a friend of mine told me about his co-workers that was working around him and all of them complaining about their wives, except for one dude, another black guy that was in the corner. He wasn't saying nothing. And when he said, man, why ain't you t- why ain't you jumping in this conversation about how they wives are? He's like, well, I married a white girl. I don't have them problems. <laughs> 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 oh, wow. <laughs> so it, it just came down to really like all the other issues that they have to deal with that some men say, you know what? Screw it. I'm, I'm going to try this out. Where, as you talked about earlier about the issues that face a lot of men who date outside the race, that scrutiny, they'd be like, man, you know, certain things just ain't worth it. And they'll, you know, basically stick with uh, their wife because of the cultural things of it. Make sure that they can relate and be that backbone, as as was talked about in Bone Store. You know what I mean? Like some dudes need that. They need that, that you know, when they say that's my old lady, that's my that's my uh, that's, that's my wife, that's my boo or whatever like that. They want that 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 relational part that comes from somebody who understands their plight and things like that so i'll tell you what y'all let's take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk some more about interracial relationships and dating uh, you're watching man breed live where we believe that to understand a man is to acknowledge all
We're here for more of Man Breed Live. I'm Michael Diallo McClendon here with uh, the resident therapist, Dr. Thurman Webb, as well as Orlando Boyd, our street therapist, and then comedian uh, extraordinaire, Bone Hampton. And we're gonna jump right back in to talking about interracial relationships because Bone, one of the things that we know is that, you know, whether people agree with him or like him or not, we've got our president, one of President Barack Obama was, you know, came out of a interracial relationship. Yep. Uh, a lot of our star athletes, uh, scholars, uh, actors, entertainers, you know, there are some great people. We've lived long enough to see it, yep. you know, in a, in, a, in a very impactful way, uh, where no matter what people may say, there's some, some of our most brilliant people do come out of these unions. So having said that, uh, when we start talking about people who are, I guess interested in dating people of different races or doing that. Uh, what kind of like advice did you did you put out for them in terms of navigating that space? You laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I used to say this. Well, I tell any young black boys, like high school, I'm like, hey man, you better really, really, really like that girl because if you kind of like her, you're probably not going to be able to put up with what's going to come with it. So mm. there's got to be somebody that you really, really, who they are as a person, you are really willing to be invested like that with. And I would tell if it's a white girl and she's trying to date a black dude, I'm like, you need to find out, decide when he feels oppressed. Because that's what you're going to have to live with. That don't show up during the regular dating time. And what happens is a lot of times a white girl will be crazy about the dude and then she becomes scared of the dude. Mm. And when the dude is doing what we, I do, I'm looking at you like, why are you acting like you finna call the police? Like my, uh, my old college girlfriend, she was black. She went to Howard. So one day we came home, we, we was coming home to a house, a parent's house, and we was fighting. And so by the time we get out of the car, I'm so mad, I chunked my car keys. I'm mad. Ah! <laughs> she look at me like, okay, stupid. I'm like, what? <laughs> She's like, now I got to go tell my mama that you done lost your keys. <laughs> And you can't drive home. You know she going to ask what happened. So now you're going to be mad because I got to tell her about the fight. Then you got me lying to my mama. I'm like, okay. And she did, because she had me. would have lied to her mama. Uh, look, we got out the car. I don't know what happened, but he lost his key. He got to go sleep on the couch. That's what a black girl gave you. White girl, oh, my God! Oh, my God! He threw his key! I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa! And so I'm telling black dude, hey, notice is coming. When you dating a white girl, you throw a brick through a black girl window, she gonna be like, you better have my window fixed by the time I get home, stupid. What's wrong with you? Police gonna be at the house with the white girl. And you start to like, away with that. And so I'm like, okay, I get why you got here. I know she was all nice and cool, and it was like, you didn't have to deal with Jerry Maguire. But if you want this thing light, this is what you gonna have to deal with. So I'm like, know that your love can handle this aspect of them that you don't know. So I yeah. used to tell, it's easier for a white girl to kind of want to be black to date a black dude 
and a black dude that kind of want to be white to date a white girl. If you take a black, black dude and a white, white girl, <laughs> that's what that's going to be. Pow! It ain't. It's, it's going to be. My white girl that I married, her name on AOL was Vanilla Coco. I was oh like, my God. okay. <laughs> her, favorite, her favorite Christian song was Tamla and Kirk Franklin, Now Behold the Lamb. I was like, oh, okay, so you, you got some understanding over here in this world. Okay. But we still divorced because at some point I chunked my keys. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, uh, I can tell you, tell you a few things, but there we go. Right, no yeah. doubt, no doubt. Yeah. So, so Doc, yeah. what about what about the uh, the sister, right? That's saying, uh, you know, this this white guy likes me, or this this Asian guy likes me. You know, what about navigating the space for the sisters? Because a lot of them are listening. Yeah. Our program, what would you say to them? And anybody else can chime in on that. You know, it's, it's hard for me to say anything, right? Um, I've heard a lot. I've heard a lot from women who say, well, you know, black guys are dating white white girls. Let me go out here and date me a white man. Uh, and Or I'm done with black men because they ain't going to do right, no, uh, you know, anyway. Again, you know, I ain't saying, I ain't, I ain't making that, I ain't making your preference for you. You are, but you got to be able to explain it to yourself yet again. However, you know, being transparent, uh, people that I know, guys that I know, they get more bent out of shape when the girl is dating a white guy. Like they, like, I think that's something, you know, we really haven't dealt with when it comes to, to men in our community. Like, especially if she, you know, if she is certified 10, seven and up, I say that. Certified yeah. seven and up. Yeah. You know, uh, you see black guys looking like, what is he doing? And the first thought is, oh, he must be paying for it. You know, you know, like as if she she can't seek to have this meaningful relationship outside of our, our race. Right. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that, that that it is a racist idea, but it is a separatist idea. And, you know, amongst men, we need to explore that, too, you know, because we, we, we are not as far along as women are when we are talking about this subject area. You know, black women have been talking about black men dating white women for a long time. But when we talk about, you know, and keep but keep in mind, white men have been using black women for a very long time. So I think it may be a little bit of that in there when we look at it as black men through that lens, too. Like, hold up, man. Like, can't do my sister like that. Yeah. But we, I know it's conversations we, that we still need to continue to have. But again, when black women make those type of things exclusively, I ain't going to lie, it bothers me when a black woman says, I don't date black women, black men, because they ain't, they ain't going to do right. They credit bad. You know, they, they, they can't read good. You know, so I'm going over here and I'm only going to date white men because they know how to take care of their women. Like that bothers me. And it bothers me a lot because I know, you know, brothers like y'all. I'm like, that's that's not the truth. But again, it's those absolute narratives that does more harm than good, especially when you're talking about men of color. That's good. That's good. Because again, you know, like growing up again, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show in Mississippi, you know, that was this intentional separation. Uh, but then as I've gotten older, I've, you know, I've had some good friends who are in interracial relationships. One of my best friends, he's deceased now. Uh, but, you know, it helped to open my eyes to some degree about, you know, the fact that you know, a lot of great things come when two good people get together, you know, yeah. and sometimes they happen to be of different races, but at the same time, 
we have to keep our eye open for okay is the dysfunction you know where you know i'm not dating you know anything but white women or i'm not, not dating anything but asian women you know but i'm not dating or i'm not dating black women at all uh, so orlando as, as a father with, with, with young daughters does, does that ever come up in you all's conversations or how, how, no, I, I I never would object to my daughter uh, if she dated um, anybody outside of the race, per se. I mean, like I said, it, it comes back to what Doc said in the early part of the show. It's like the why, you know, if it was a case where you were doing it exclusively or what it is about this person. Like I said, I believe love is colorblind. Now, as Doc also said, I, I'm one of those type of people, hey, love happens, you know, you can just happen with a person, just be all into them. But if it becomes exclusively, like that's all you you're after for some other reason, that can be a little problematic. And I say that because I, I know some people who only wanted to date like a, a white person because they thought about what their children would look like. They yeah. wanted to have so-called quote unquote pretty children with good hair and stuff like that. That's a shallow reason, but people have their own reasons. It's like why some people would like who may be dark skin would want to have a light skinned spouse. So it can be in those in that category of like preferences. But we do know that there's a cultural piece in that as well, that you know that there is going to be, as talked about in the early part of the show, the scrutiny, the side eye that a black dude, if he's walking down with walking or in a restaurant uh, with a white woman that he may get from other black women or even for some white people that may see that that's part of what they they kind of ingrain with it but if they say they're truly in love they don't care it becomes like this rebel kind of thing but when it's and it's strictly exclusive meaning if my daughter or my child like hey that's all i want to date because i'm not dealing with the whatever it still comes down to that why and, and and like i said that could still uncover some other things that may be something they may deal with or if if it's like i said before some type of innate attraction that they may have specifically or something they were exposed to believing that the stereotype that that race provides much better than their own race yeah you know you know we're living in like racial volatile times you know so i, I you know and i wonder uh you know what that chemistry looks like right now as opposed to just at a time when can you know we go through these spaces and, and as a society where everything is just kind of kind of calm for a little while then they amp up again and uh I would imagine some of the complexities that Bone has articulated and that, you know, we can witness kind of during these times, uh, you kind of get to see more of the intricate nature of the personalities, the belief systems, you know, of people when they're in different uh, races, but they're married. Uh, and I know we can go on forever talking about this topic uh, and we're kind of getting kind of close to our time. So Bone, is there anything else you want to kind of throw out there about interracial relationships or dating uh, that we haven't already kind of, you know, I, I, I think that if you have pulled an exclusive card, I'm, I'm going to have to pray for you. Because hmm. I'm like, being a college football player, I knew girls that was like, I don't date football players. So two right. of us have hurt you, and you just wrote off the, the rest of us. All 65 of us gone. Because I ain't going through that. It's like, okay. I'm going to let you work at your immaturity. You probably to miss your husband that might be mm. on this team that's going to treat you good because I ain't the only nerd on the team. Right. But when I hear anybody say exclusive, I'm pretty much like, dog, that's your fault. For you to judge an entire group of women? I mean, I got stories. I can tell you, yeah, she cussed me out at the Delta party. She told mm -hmm. me don't ever bring my glasses and these Lee jeans up to her and ask her <laughs> if I want to smirk. But that don't change 
the girl next to her that was like, do you need help with your economics so you can be eligible to play? I'm like, mm. right. And so I'm always with that. And uh, at the end of the day, I'm like, look, you're going to take on more than everybody else if you choose to be in an interracial relationship. You better make sure that this person is worth it and they're going to go through it with you. And at the end of the day, if y'all got love, don't worry about them people. Because the people that love you, they're going to love you for being in love. That's good. There you go. Orlando, any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, well, for my uh, women who are listening to the show, who develop man breed, man breed is also colorblind. The breeds are universal. Now, there are cultural things and things in the personality that separates them, but each breed, when we talk about the compatibility, it, it's across the board. So a competitive black is competitive white, is competitive Asian, whatever it is. You're not going to get past that. And as we try to break that down in man breed for compatibility, once you just kind of see the differences between each one, you will then see that it doesn't matter what, what race they are, the breeds are the breeds. Now, there's still other things that break down into it to form out to more compatibility issues. Um, as we said, like I said, you know, some people who have had experiences in the past for certain relationships, when we see in them dating the opposite race, it's probably because of what they had dealt with before. As I alluded to in the early part of the show, when you see celebrities who have been married and have children, uh, black children, but now they're dating uh, white women, it's probably something innate that they saw and said, you know what, I don't want to deal with that anymore. Or like I said, there's a certain element of submissiveness that I hear from a lot of black men who are certain breeds. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. I think Orlando froze up on us. He may still be there, but doc, what about you in terms of final thoughts? Yeah. Um, you know, inter interracial marriage, you know, I'm, I'm in the same vein with bone. When people start speaking in absolutes and those exclusive places, then it, it makes me wonder because there, there are no such things as absolutes. Nobody's totally good. Nobody's totally bad. Uh, you know, nobody's going to always get it right. Nobody's perfect. You know, so life is about balance. And at the end of the day, no matter what type of relationship you're in, you know, you're looking to balance it out. Can you can you be you and balance out that relationship mm. without having to alter yourself or become anybody else? Right. Can you just be you and that be the balance, the counterbalance to your partner that works in tandem? And, uh, you know, I think a lot. A lot of people will be better served taking that critical eye and looking at themselves as opposed to somebody else's relationship. You know, in the, the, the key to this game is happiness and peace. That's the key to this game. It's not black or white. It's happiness and peace. So if you can get in a relationship that allows you to be you and you can find happiness and peace, more power to, to you. Right. Because like we said before, just because you have chemistry does not mean you're compatible yeah. all right and so the, the key to this thing is like i need to find somebody that i'm compatible with who i can enrich who can enrich me i don't need them but i want them and that's the that's the big difference that's good orlando did you want to chime back in before we uh finish i think that pretty much covered i think i got knocked off there for a minute but i think we're good Bone man, I really enjoyed this show, man. You uh, you, you kept us laughing, but you gave us some great insight. Uh, y'all don't let me be bone man. That is, that is. Whenever I talk about this interracial thing, I'm always nervous. I'm like, man, I don't need, 
I don't need my mama's friends picking it. Talking about there you go. <laughs> like, let me and, and, that, and, and that's a, and that's the real thing because you know, as some people may feel a certain sense of reluctance to discuss it. As Doc said earlier, when you ask them the why, they, that's no answer. So there isn't a, a reason for them to kind of go into it. But I commend you for coming in and, and being yes, able sir. to talk about it because some men, they, they don't even want to go there about they, why they do it. Yes, you know, man, it's the bone. thing of, you know, I do a lot of white churches and I'm always saying, if whatever joke I'm about to tell right now, I ain't going to tell it Mount Zion, I don't need to be telling this joke. Mm. And so if I believe that there is nothing wrong with me being black and dating white women, I should be able to come on here with three brothers that I really respect because I respect all three of y'all and tell my truth. Now, I'm probably still going to get some licks. Y'all going to get some coming. Hey, I'm, tri-. I'm like, I, I've been getting them. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Like, like you might throw the rock this time because he date white girls. I've been getting licks because I'm a nerd. So yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. I know that if I say something out of line, Y'all going to check me like, wait, 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 oh, hold up. And so when I hear about fellas that, that's not willing to come and sit, it's like, what you hide? What's in your real thought that you scared these true, these three true black men going to be like, I heard what you said, but I heard what you said, though. Yeah. So yeah. I appreciate yeah. y'all. Well, appreciate that's you, right. man. How can people get that's in right. contact with you or at least follow you in terms of knowing like where you're going to be and what you're going to be doing? All social media is at Bonehampton, and my website is Bonehampton.com. We appreciate it. And Orlando, can you share with the people where they can check us out at Man Breed Live? Absolutely. Check us out on Instagram at Man Breed, and uh, definitely on Facebook, Man Breed Live, YouTube as well. Got some great stuff coming, content that we're building up for Man Breed TV. And uh, be sure to share this conversation with others. I know that you probably know somebody else who needs to hear this to be a blessing in their life. Let them hear this conversation and share your comments. Give us some feedback. And uh, like I said, we may circle back to this topic one day in the future. Definitely, definitely. And uh, I know I already asked Doc for final thoughts, but Doc's always got nuggets flowing. So I don't know if it's one more thing you want to drop on the people. <laughs> Uh, hey, man, just be you. Like I say, be you, and that's enough. If it ain't enough for somebody, it ain't for you, man. Just keep it moving. You've been listening to Man Breed Live, where we believe that to understand a man is to acknowledge all men. We look forward to you checking out our next podcast. Mm-hmm. Good